Welcome to Crossroads of Culture and Christianity. I am your host, Jacob Jellison, joined as always by my co-host, Aaron Hove. Today, we want to continue our discussion that we started a couple episodes ago, where we begin to talk about Bible study techniques and tactics to make you a more effective Bible scholar. One of the things that we discussed last week as we started to dive into the concept of deeper Bible study was that of observation. And we talked about several things to do with observation. This week, there are three more points that we want to hit uh, in reference to deeper Bible study. And those points are interpretation, application, and correlation. We're going to spend a little time talking about each one of those. uh, But all of this is going to work together along with observation to give you a deeper and more comprehensive Bible study uh, altogether. When it comes to those three major points that you mentioned, Brother Jellison, the interpretation uh, was the next on the list. So after you observe what's in the biblical text, we then move to interpreting what's in that biblical text. I'm often reminded of Nehemiah chapter 8. I always think of this when I think of interpreting scripture. Uh, In Nehemiah chapter 8, They read the book of the law, and in verse 8, it says they read in the book, in the law of God distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. It's not just reading the Bible, but it's, it's understanding that reading as well. Right. And that's what we're calling interpretation. In Nehemiah, that's where it's they cause them to understand the sense of it. Right. And so there's in our reading of scripture, it's not enough that I read it. I have to be able to understand what it means. Right. So there's a couple of key points when it comes to interpretation that I want you to consider. And the first one is when you when you go to interpret it, what you want to do is you want to summarize the basic original message of the book or the passage, whatever it is that you're examining. When we do this, what you really should be doing is answering questions like this. What was the author saying to the first intended readers? One of the ways to help determine this would be to try to write a a brief paragraph, write your thoughts down concerning that, what it seems like, what the writer was saying to the original audience. By writing down your thoughts, by writing down what you think was being intended to the original audience, that kind of gives you a better understanding of, of what was actually going on in that. Not only that, but The second part is you want to consider some of these questions here uh, with with the material that you acquire from the first question. And one of those things is, have I sufficiently considered the original situation of writing? What was going on whenever they were writing? What was what was the original writer trying to say? And that's a that's a very important one that that sometimes is often overlooked. What was the original situation of the writing? Sometimes because we don't consider that, and I, I've seen this done, and I, I've probably been guilty of doing it myself at times, but because we don't consider the original situation of the writing, sometimes we're guilty of pulling verses out of context and using them to support our own ideas or opinions. Uh, And that's a dangerous thing to do. Yeah. I love what you're saying about summarizing it in a brief paragraph. So what's the author trying to say in this book, this passage, this chapter, whatever, and the idea of summarizing it. It's like, if I were to ask you right now, and I'm not going to put you on the spot or one, but if I were to ask you right now, you know, what's the message And I'll just pick Galatians because that's one I recently studied, read quite a bit out of. Yeah. So what's the message of Galatians? 
for you to be able to tell me in even a sentence, you know, a, a brief paragraph would work, but even if you were to summarize it all the way down to a sentence and say, this is what Galatians all about, kind yeah. of, you know, it's like that helps your understanding too, you know, yeah. it's, it's as you break it down and, and, and make it real, just summarize it real concise. What's the main message of this book, this chapter, this passage, and really in one sense, even though that seems like a hard task, we do it a lot. I mean, if I asked you, I assume, well, yeah, I, I, Brother Predick, he preached this morning there probably, didn't he? Actually, we had a visiting preacher. Oh, okay, okay, my bad. So you had a visiting <laughs> preacher. Um, yeah. So if I were to ask you what he preached about, you probably wouldn't tell me word for word what he said. You would summarize. Right. You know, you would tell me in maybe a sentence or maybe even a, few, a phrase what he preached about. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're wanting to do with the word of God in the chapter, the passage, or a book, just summarize it, give, boom, this is kind of the the heart of the message of this book or this chapter. Right. And if you can summarize that like that, it helps you, it helps you to wrap your mind around what the main message is for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually one of the assignments that I have for my students here in a couple of the classes is uh, minor prophets being one of them. Take those books. They're not real long. Take those books. And I want you to summarize them for me. And the reason I do that is not just busy work. It's because if you can summarize that book and you can do it effectively, that lets me know that you have a grasp of what's going on and you understand it. Right. One of the other questions that you would ask yourself in this situation would be what seem to be the author's concerns and purposes for writing this passage? And that kind of is linked to the first question. Have you considered the original situation of the writing? So you want to know what, what were the author's concerns? What were the purposes for writing? And there are often times that writers will, will tell you straight out what the reasoning for their writing is. Uh, Jude does that. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick so I can get it more accurately. But as Jude is writing, he said that, uh, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, but it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith. So Jude was originally intending to write on something else, but he was, he realized it's, it was more needful that I write concerning contending for the faith. So that's his purpose behind the writing. So Jude tells you right there what the purpose was. And so there are several different scenarios throughout the Bible that you'll find that being the case. And so once you figure that out, when you draw your interpretation from this, you want to ask yourself this question, does my interpretation fit in with the theme of the book, what the writer throughout this book is trying to convey? Uh, Does my interpretation give the passage its proper role in the book? Things like this. Is the emphasis of the passage structure consistent with my summary? Uh, Does the meaning of each statement, and I know I'm going through these quickly, but just for sake of time, does the meaning of each statement support my summary? Am I properly interpreting the author's use of main terms? These are all questions that you need to ask yourself whenever you're trying to draw interpretation from the Bible. Uh, and again, that goes back to what we said a couple of weeks ago. Don't just run straight to commentaries. You need to dig into this stuff, ask these questions of yourself, and you search out those answers. Like Brother Host said last week, become a detective. Ask these questions, search out these answers for yourself. Yeah. And I know, I know you're throwing a ton of info Right, uh, uh, right here for for a listener, it's a lot of questions you just ran through. You did say, I think, last time that if they wanted, you could email them. Yes, this list of questions. So if anyone is interested in that, and I only say that because I know we're flying through some of these questions. They right, don't all require a lot of discussion back and forth. It's just some basic things 
questions to ask while you're studying it. Once you become the detective, do the observation, then you interpret and you say, okay, so I've noticed the, the, the details in the text. Now yeah. I interpret, figure out what this text, this passage actually means. Then the next step is application. And you have to observe the text itself and interpret it properly if you're going to get the right application. Right. If you get the wrong interpretation of the text and you completely misunderstand it, you're probably going to struggle applying it properly. Yeah. But if we get the right interpretation, now I can apply it. Application is is really where I basically make the text see how it impacts my life. How's this apply to my life? Absolutely. What steps should I take? What steps of obedience because of this text? How do I need to live in light of this text? So it's it's applying it to me or somebody in modern, you know, contemporary life. Yeah. And to do the interpretation, if I observe the details of the text and I interpret it, but I never mess with the application stage, it almost becomes a waste. Yeah. Because it, we understand scripture, but now we're to the point where we're reading, observing, understanding, but we're not applying it to our life. Yeah. That's a dangerous place to be in. I need to always apply the word of God to my life and live it out faithfully. That's right. And not everything is going to be, when you apply it, it's not going to look the same way. So if you'll recall, and if you haven't listened to these episodes, I encourage you to go back and listen to them. But several weeks ago, we did a podcast uh, series. It was a few episodes we did on uh, gender distinction in clothing. And in that, we were dealing with specifically the passage in Deuteronomy chapter 22, uh, more specifically verse number five, but that's not really my focus uh, when I bring this point out. We focused on other areas, and one of those other areas we focused on was it was talking about those uh, things that they would build on their rooftops uh, to protect people from getting hurt, right? Uh, and yeah. so the point that I'm making with that, though, is as it relates to application, our, our houses aren't built the same way as theirs were. So it's really not vital for us to literally apply that in the sense of, okay, I need to jump up on my roof and build some kind of structure that's going to keep people from falling off, even though nobody ever goes on my roof. That's not it at all. The application comes in when you, when you read things like that, it comes in more along the lines of, well, I need to have a concern for the well-being of my fellow man. I need to have a concern right. for the, the, the safety of my fellow man. I need to take precautions to make sure that I'm not doing anything that's going to put somebody else in harm's way. So application, can, you, you can take pretty much any scripture uh, for the most part, and you can, you can find application in those scriptures, but what it looks like when you apply it is not always going to be the same way in every generation. So again, the Israelites were commanded to build those things, literally build those things in that time, in that time. We're not going to take and apply that scripture the same way, but we are going to apply the spirit behind that scripture. And that spirit is the well-being of our fellow man. And so application is important, but it's not going to look the same for every single person. Right. And in second Timothy three on the application, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, profitable for doctrine, for proof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Right. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Second Timothy three, sixteen and seventeen. And in there we see that all scripture is profitable. And one of the things it's profitable for is instruction in righteousness. Right. That the man of God can be prepared, perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So that comes right to application. 
where the scripture isn't just given for me to learn what to properly believe, my doctrine, but it's also given for instruction in righteousness, how I ought to live. It's being applied then to my personal life. And, right. and so that's, that's application. So all scripture, I need to somehow apply this to my life. There's, there's yeah. something for me to learn from all of scripture. Yeah. Uh, it, there will be some application that will be beneficial to me. And so I, that's one reason I hate it when some sometimes we'll get this idea today that, well, we cut out the Old Testament or we cut out this portion of Scripture or that, and this doesn't yeah. apply to us. Those kind of ideas that we can cut whole sections of Scripture out and they don't apply, it's wrong. It doesn't fit with a New Testament theology of Paul's. I mean, Paul's theology is that all Scripture— and he talks about what scripture, from a child, you knew the Holy Scriptures. Well, Timothy didn't have New Testament scriptures from a child. It was Old Testament scriptures. Right. And yet it's those scriptures. Obviously, New Testament as well would fit in the genre of scripture and therefore be profitable for the same things. But nonetheless, all scriptures. So let's not cut out any section of scripture, but all of it needs to be made applicable to my life. That's right. There are, there are a couple questions. And again, I'm going to run through these quickly. And like brother Hoff said, just want to say it again. If you want this piece of paper or you want this file, I will be glad to send it to you. Just email us at ask the crossroads at gmail.com. If you, if you have a hard time remembering that you just click in the description of our episodes and it's always down there. So you're able to find it at application to make a contemporary application or a, uh, an application to your life, you would ask what specific modern situation could this truth be applied to? When, where, and for whom are these statements valid? How could the truth be applied in deed as well as in concept? Um, and then here's a really important one. I like this one. If I really took the passage seriously, what difference would result in my life? If I really took the passage seriously, what difference would result in my life? I think we could think of yeah. several passages where that's a that's a good question to ask. That's right. I often think, and, and I know we need to move on to our last point, but uh, I just drank a cup of coffee, and I used to, when I would teach sermon composition, I would tell the students, I'd say, I'd, I'd bring a cup of coffee that was all ready to class, you know, all yeah. mixed up, hot, had creamer, sugar, whatever in it. And then I'd also bring a cup of coffee that was just water, coffee grounds, dumped in it, cream or sugar, whatever. All the same ingredients, but one had actually been prepared and filtered and, and was it tasted good. The other one was, it was just nasty, you know, yeah. cold water, <laughs> coffee grounds floating on top. And, and I would, in the middle of class, I would look around and find a student that was tired and say, you're tired, aren't you? And I'd give him the cup of coffee that was good. And boy, then everybody wanted to be tired, you know, and so the next person I saw that I was like, you're tired, aren't you? They're like, yeah, yeah, I'm tired. You know, <laughs> so I'd give them the next cup of coffee and they're thinking they're getting a good cup and they, they you know, try to drink it and always oh, some nasty stuff. Yeah. But, but the point was what the point I made to them was in as ministers, our job is not finished just because we read a text. That's just right. because we help people interpret scripture, you know, we, right. we could give the right theological interpretation, but at some point, uh, both cups had the same ingredients, but somebody had to prepare it. And that's sort of what our application is. It's, it's me yeah. taking the word of God, the right interpretation, now preparing it for you and showing you how it applies to your life. But on an individual level, 
I've got to do the same thing for me. Take yeah. the word of God. Now that I've observed and interpreted, apply it to my life. And I love that last question you gave us. If I really took the passage seriously, what difference would result in my life? That's a powerful question. Yeah, it is. It really and that's, is. that's really when you come to scripture and I'll move on to our last point, but when you, when it comes to scripture and you're reading it sincerely, that's a question that you really should ask yourself of every truth that you come across in God's word. If I took this that's seriously, right. What difference would result in my life? And I think if people really read the Bible with that mentality, I think we would have a whole oh, different, different outlook on, on the things of God. I agree. If I took, for, took seriously the passages on, I mean, you just go back to our lessons or, or, or episodes about clothing and distinction and some of that. If I took those passages seriously, what difference would it make in my life? How, uh, how would it? you know, what difference would result in my life? If I took seriously the book of Acts, what differences would result in my life? You know, it's just on and on the list might go. That's, that's a powerful and convicting question. Yeah, absolutely. So the next major point that would come up then, so we've got interpretation. Now we apply it to ourselves. And the last step you have here is correlation, right? Explain that one to us. You're going to want to correlate. So how does how do we uh, correlate the application with other truth? So what, when we discover some type of truth in, in scripture and we are trying to apply it to our life, what related truth is revealed elsewhere in scripture? How does this tie into something else? Uh, that's one of the ways that you would correlate. So, uh, and, and that's also important too, when it comes to interpretation, because as the old saying goes, and it's true, nonetheless, uh, scripture interprets scripture. So when I discover something that I feel like is correct, I need to compare it with other places in scripture to make sure that this this lines up. It correlates with what I've read over here or what this says over here. If there's a discrepancy, then something's wrong in my interpretation. Um, and and that's virtually what correlation is. How, how does this truth that I've discovered add to my knowledge of, of scripture or add to what I've discovered? How does this truth alter my general understanding of scripture? Could my interpretation that we've already arrived at, could that be corrected by considering scripture as a whole? And that's a very important one there. Um, because as we believe, you know, as Christians that believe in the infallibility of scripture, we believe that it's not going to contradict itself. Scripture is going to interpret scripture. There's going to be no contradictions. And if you do find a supposed contradiction, uh, number one, your interpretation is incorrect. Or number two, there's a lot, there's, there's some valid explanation that you're just not considering uh, for that. And then uh, the last question that you would ask yourself in this section would be, does this truth seem to contradict another passage? And that's what we just talked about. If, if so, how can, how can they be reconciled? Um, So if now I've, I've arrived, at some interpretation of scripture, but wait a minute, I, I, I think this is what this means, but then that would be in conflict with what this says over here. So how, how do I reconcile the two? Um, and that's where correlation comes in. That's how you would, you would sit down and try to figure out, okay, this is what this means. Uh, but then this, what this says over here. So do I have this right? Am I understanding this correctly? And that's how you would, that's how you would work through correlation. Right. That's wonderful. Interpretation application, correlation, and that that's after I've observed the details in the text. Right. Absolutely. And I dare say a lot of us, if we're not careful, we probably stop with reading. Yeah. A lot of us, you know, we just read and then we put the Bible away and we're done. That's right. There, there are some students of the word that go through the problem of 
the, the difficulty of observation. They look for details in the text and then they stop. But when you get all of these, you observe the details of the text. You become that, like we said last time, the detective. Yeah. Then you interpret. You actually figure out what does this book or this passage or this chapter mean. Then you apply it to yourself. And and by applying it to yourself, you're figuring out how it applies. And when you get up and walk away from that book, you're going to now live it out in day-to-day life. Right. And you also correlate and see how it fits with the rest of the Word of God as a whole. Yeah. And doctrine, theology, scripture, it all intertwines, fits together. That's right. Oh man, if we would if we would just carry out these steps, I would challenge our listeners to carry out these steps. Write them down, these four steps. And for one week, just take these four steps. And every day when you have your Bible study, look through the passage, the chapter you're studying, the book you're studying, find details, make notes of them look at each thing part of it interpret it figure out what it means apply it to yourself how does this change your life now and and how's it connect with the broader scripture not just this passage but the rest of the word of god and i promise you if you'll take just that book the word of god and you'll give yourself so much to the study of it it's it's going to bring fruit in your life you can't help But as you study it, walk away from it, and there'll be fruit in your life. Thank you so much for listening today. If you would like to contact us, you can can email us at askthecrossroads at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do that by clicking on the description of this episode and following the steps down below. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.